0: Well, welcome to another message here at Innovation Church. My name is Pastor Jim. We have a wonderful message uh, here for you today entitled, It's Time to Push. This message has very much impacted our church in a very positive way, and I know it will do the same for you. This will be a message that will encourage and inspire you as you go forth in your destiny with Christ I hope you enjoy the message. It's time to push. Today's scripture we want to dive right into will be Mark chapter 5 starting at verse 24. Mark chapter 5 starting at verse 24. And and we're going to go all the way through 34. And it reads, and Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and thronged him and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had um and was nothing better but rather grew worse how many people have done everything they have done and it didn't get better it just got worse (laughs) when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou thou sayest thou, who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had nothing, that had done this thing, but the woman feared and trembled, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And she said unto her and he said unto her daughter, thy faith has made thee whole go in peace and behold of thy plague. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful word that you've given us today. Lord Jesus, we're going to ask that your word be a light of our salvation. We're going to ask that your word will declare unto us that we don't have to be afraid, but we can have strength, we can have life in you. We are praying right now that whatever enemies that we are facing, that they will they, that those enemies that come against us will stumble and fall. We're praying right now that your word give us the confidence in this one thing that we can seek after you and we can have the confidence that we can dwell in your house and live with you forever. Lord Jesus, we want to pray that when trouble comes, that we can hide in your pavilion, the secret place. And we can finally sing praises unto you, Lord. We want to pray that this word give us the platform to do so. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And all of innovation said, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the living God. Well, I want to to give this particular passage that we're about to study a title. And I entitled it, It's Time to Push. It's time to push. Giving birth is not an easy task. It's almost a hard task to bear. It's stressful. It's painful. There's a lot of agony involved. And after a woman carries a child for nine months or so, she's asked to go into the delivery room to do this thing where we say she's supposed to push and give delivery. This is the time where it, it doesn't matter how scripted it is. It doesn't matter if the doctor tells you and prompts you when to push. It's her, She feels within herself in order to deliver, she must push. And now is the time for her to go ahead and start to push this child out of the womb. There is a pain that... That is, that, is, that is happening here. There is an agony there is happening here. There is a confliction that is happening here before we get to the part where birth starts to happen. There is something that the woman cannot plan. Even though she probably planned the child, she didn't, you can't plan the birthing experience. It doesn't matter if you have an educated physician there prompting you and telling you how to push or, or and how to and demonstrating to you how to deliver this child it doesn't matter if you have someone who's highly educated or or, or who is esteemed from a great university or who is a historical theologian or uh, or knows uh, all or has a certification in physiology or sociology it doesn't matter about all of these credentials because nothing there are no credentials out there for pain, agony, and pressure. Ain't no credentials. They haven't found one for that yet. The greatest psychologists that are out there cannot prepare you for what's going to happen in the birthing experience. Man, the birthing experience can be very tough. It can be very unpredictable. No matter how much you plan, you can't plan for pain you can't predict pressure and you can't predict how you need to push because in the midst of pain pressure and unpredictability there comes a time when the woman when the mother knows she needs to still push how many people out there needs to push in their life? They have a place in their life where they're at right now that they need a push. They they don't, they, they, the experts didn't tell you that you needed to push. The psychologists didn't tell you that you needed to push. All of the people who've got the degrees didn't tell you you needed to push. But you know in your life right now that there's a place. You've come to a point where there's a place where you know right now I've got to push. You can't explain it. You can't logically think it out. You haven't drawn a diagram about it. But you know it's time to push. Something's got to happen. Something's got to be birthed in this time in your life. And because you need to push, you know that you need to be, you need to be in a position to push. Someone says, I need to be in a position to push. When you're in that birthing room, when you're in that that delivery room, you just can't push however you want to push. No, they got to set you up to push. You got to position yourself to push. Before you can birth something, you have to position yourself to birth it. Before we get go, before we establish ourselves in this text today, because the woman we're talking about in this text has positioned herself. Watch this. She's positioned herself to birth something. She's positioned herself to birth something. And before we get deep into the text, there are four things you need to know. About your positioning in life before you can birth something. There are four things you need to know from this text, from the book of Mark, that that illustrates it so well. The writer is writing about four things in this book. Number one, he's writing about God's divinity in your life. He's writing about God's divinity for my note takers. That's number one, God's divinity. You need to get this. This is important because if you're going to birth something new, you're going to have to know about God's divine nature in your life. Number two, he is talking about your discipleship. Your discipleship. Are you a disciple? Are you ready for the push in your life? Discipleship is going to demand it. It's going to demand that you position yourself for the push. And, and, And number three, he's talking about your devotion. Your devotion, your commitment to what God has for you in your life. And number four, number four. He talks to you, the writer Mark, he's talking to you about God's main desire for your life. The three D's. His his divinity, discipleship, your devotion, and your desire. These are the four major points we need to have as a platform. Because if you want to understand when God wants you to push in life, you need to understand these four principles. Because these four principles are the reason why Christians have a problem recognizing their push moments in life. Because they have not adopted these four principles within their lives. And if we, don't, if, we don't, if we fail to recognize, if we fail to recognize, if we fail to recognize when God wants us to push, we'll never deliver. We'll have what's called a stillborn baby. A baby that was never delivered. And whatever God has destined for you in your life will die in the womb. We must must understand the principles that God has laid a foundation for so we can push off that primary foundation for the birthing experience in our life. You, the, the psalmist simply says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning light. The issue I have with Christi- Christians these days, some, sometimes, and sometimes people in general, is that when the weeping comes, We never understand when it's time for us to push so we can get to the joy. We never take hold of God's moments for pushing so we can get to the joy. We never recognize like a mother recognizes immediately that it is time for her to push. And and, and like a new mother that's going through the things of suffering, pain, and agony. And and that word suffering is something that the woman did. The Bible says that she suffered something for twelve years. Long years. How many people are still suffering from something years ago? It happened years ago, but you're still suffering with it. And instead of recognizing this to be your push moment, you're coping with it. You've learned to just deal with the suffering. And you've learned that the suffering, it says weeping may endure for a night. You've learned to just deal with the weeping. Weeping has become the norm. Your friends or people around you have have talked you into allowing weeping to become the norm for your life. You've probably talked yourself into it yourself. Well, everybody goes through what I'm going through. It's not that bad. Suffering. Suffering. This woman has been through suffering for over 12 long years. That word suffering, I want you to just get that word. That word suffering just simply means in the Greek something that happened to you that you didn't ask for. How many people in here have gotten something that's got, that happened to you? Well, I hope you are enjoying this wonderful message entitled, It's Time to Push. If you are enjoying this message, we would like for you to leave a comment below and rate the message. And most of all, share it with a friend that it may encourage. Well, back to the message. It's time to push and you didn't ask for it. You didn't ask for the pain. You didn't ask for the suffering. You may have, like this, like the, like, the, that, like the illustration said, like the narrative said, you may have planned for the child, but you sure didn't plan for all the stuff that you're going to do in that delivery room to get the child. You didn't plan for the pain. You didn't plan for the agony. You didn't plan to sit there and actually use a whole lot of four-letter words towards your husband while you was in the birthing process. You didn't plan for all of the things that was unplanable. All of the things that happens in the birthing process, you don't usually plan for it. No matter who tries to give you the advice of how how easy it is, no matter how many programs you watch on TV, no matter. I'm going to tell you one thing. The birthing process is not like TV, baby. It's a real deal that you've got to go through. That is a struggle. It is something that you suffer through and it's an unplanned pain. It's something that you didn't expect that came on your life. It's something that you didn't expect that you didn't, you didn't plan for to actually hinder you and him. you into a corner. It's something that, 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 that will bring pressure on you. And this woman, she's in the same situation that we all face. We didn't expect... For things to get out of control, we didn't expect these contractions to feel this hard. We didn't expect life to give us this deal. We didn't expect our our life to turn this corner. We didn't expect that the 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 that that we'd be in this financial situation. We didn't expect that it would be harder than we thought it would be. We didn't expect that that it'd be tougher than we saw that God gave us the dream. We saw that God gave us the vision, but we didn't think it was gonna be this hard. We didn't think we going to have to end up 40 years in the wilderness we didn't think that we were going to have to get over the jordan we didn't think we were going to have to face jericho we didn't think we we're going to have to face all of the ites that were out there in the promised land that god promised to us but we had to fight for it we didn't think we were going to have to go through all of these things that we're going through but right now is not the time to run and hide now's the time to push it's time to push. You may start off a situation like she did. Where you didn't where you've been suffering things. And this young lady when she was suffering her issue of blood. She it's funny to me. The Bible says that she sought out physicians that could fix a problem. I love it. Because I love the Bible because it's so real. Because, number one, what did I tell you? That we must, in order for us to get to the pushing process, we have to consider the divinity of God, that God is divine. And this young lady seeks out people Before she seeks out God to solve her issue. Now I know that's not anybody in here. I know when everybody has an issue They just run to the to thr- to the to the throne room They run to their prayer mat They run to the altar I know don't nobody else in here uh, But me start to thinking Maybe I can run to this psychiatrist first Or maybe I can go to this doctor first Or maybe I can go to my best friend first Or maybe I can go to my daddy first Or maybe my mama got the answers this time Or maybe my sister can help me out Maybe my brother I know that's none of y'all But I'm just talking to the people who make the mistake of considering people divine instead of God. I'm just talking to a few folks in here. That's all. Can I preach it? Just a few. Because this young lady, the Bible says she spent all she had. I like the I like that the Bible used the word all that she had. Had it didn't specify that she just spent all her money. She spent all that she had. Sometimes we spend all that we have th- on people thinking they've got the answer. We don't just spend our money, don't do we? We spend our time. We spend our our, our precious moments that we could have been spending with God. We spend all that we. Have. And, and, and the thing about it is Is that We continue to spend all we have And we continue to put all we have in a, in a person Who can't even control their own destiny And we ask them to solve ours They don't even know if they gonna live tomorrow She's putting all she has in a finite human being instead of an infinite God. All she has. She is more familiar than the, the, the titles and the expectations And all that man can give her. But I want to let you know, even though you may have that same familiarity with man, God's sovereignty will always trump man's attempt to be sovereign. I can't get no help in here today. Let me say it again God's sovereignty If I just got to preach it to myself i do it God's sovereignty Will always trump Man's attempt to be sovereign God's God's sovereignty Will always trump Man's attempt to want to sit on His throne God's sovereignty will always trump Man's attempt to want to take his place God's sovereignty His power, his healing His deliverance will always come before man's attempt to try and be just like him. I know I'm preaching it to myself, but I needed to hear it. Many times we have those issues, and they are issues. Notice that the Bible says she had an issue of blood. But sometimes... My issue might not be an issue of blood, but my issue many times is an issue of faith. That's my issue. My issue is trying to believe in the one who can actually bring deliverance, that can actually bring restoration. And uh, and, uh, it kills me that oftentimes the issues we have The issues we face, they keep us running in the opposite direction of God's destiny for our life. And we don't even realize it. We think we're running to solve a problem when really we're running away from the problem solver. Can I preach it? Can I preach it? We always think that when we run to our intellect and what we think we know, we're running to the one who can solve a problem. I like how we always think we can solve some problems and yet we really can't even solve what we're going to wear tomorrow. We can't even solve getting our kids out of bed in the morning. It's only by the grace of God, God, who in here travels on 28, it's only by the grace of God we get to work on time, ain't it? Ain't it, ladies and gentlemen? So I know that what, whatever sovereignty I think I have, it pales in comparison to the sovereignty of a holy God, of a holy father, of a holy, of a holy, holy sovereign God. His sovereignty always will trump my own. This woman in the text knows this, and she makes, she makes a decision. She makes a decision that she's tired, she makes a decision that running to people to try and fix the issues and her problems, expecting that it'll, it, it, it'll be different, expecting for something else to come from a situation where, that people are trying to fix from her, for her, Her expectations in people have dwindled out, and she's tired. But I like her tenacity, because in spite of people not being able to come through for her, in spite of her disappointment in people, you see, because sometimes we can get so disappointed in the pastor, he didn't do what he said he was going to do. Sometimes we can get so disappointed in the leadership, well, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Sometimes we can get so disappointed in the church, well, they just, this church hurt me, that church hurt me, this leadership did this, that leadership did that. We can get so disappointed in people that we don't even consider getting the gratification from God. Sometimes people can turn us away from even trying to push toward the one who can help us. We have invested so much in people. And this young lady said I've invested so much in this church. I've invested so much in this ministry. I invested so much in the pastor. I invested so much in the first lady. I invested so much in the choir. I invested so much in the worship team. I invested everything I had in everything that was in front of my eyes and all the people that were before me and it didn't work out. I didn't get my healing. I didn't get my deliverance. I didn't get my breakthrough. But this this woman took it to another level because she recognized it was still although men couldn't help her it was still her time to push and she took it to another level baby she said look even though men couldn't help me out I'm not just going to lay down and take this I'm not just gonna let this Happen to me I'm not just gonna roll Over and just say because the Church didn't help me I'm just gonna Experience church hurt because the people Didn't help me I'm just gonna be depressed Because the bishop didn't help me I'm just gonna be mad at him I'm just gonna have a grudge against them she said No I'm not just gonna lay Down and take this I'm not Just gonna be here and weep I'm not just gonna be here in my depression I'm not just gonna be here in my anguish But you know what she Made up in her mind, I'm not gonna die here. I won't die here. And you know what? I like the fact that she kept her ears open. Because sometimes when we get disappointed by people, places, or things, we close off all our senses. We don't want to have nothing to do with the church. We don't want to have nothing to do with them Christian folk no more. We don't want to have nothing to do with them people talking about Jesus. But she kept her ears open and she said, I heard that there was a Jesus guy in the town. I I heard that he's able to deliver people from stuff like this. I heard that he's able to do things that other people can't do. I heard that he's able to do things ministries can't do. I heard he's able to do things the bishop couldn't do. I heard he's able to do things that first lady can't even do. Where is he? Watch this. She kept her ears open. She kept her eyes open. She didn't close off her senses to the world. She said, this Jesus guy, I got to find him. Because even though people couldn't help me, I believe this Jesus is. I believe this Jesus can. She didn't give up. This is where The third, the second thing I told you, discipleship starts. Discipleship starts when you are all out of options with people and you can only rely on God now. That's why Peter, that's why Jesus asked Peter the question, will you leave me also? And what did Peter say? Peter said, Lord, where else we going to go? You're the only one that knows how to heal. You're the only one who knows how to deliver. You're the only one who knows how to set free. Where else am I gonna go? That's where discipleship starts when you have nowhere else to go. You ain't got nowhere else to go but Jesus. This is where discipleship starts. This is where it starts. She said she had run out of options with people. This young lady's run out of all options. And the only person that can bring some light on the subject now is this short man and his miracle-working self, this Jesus. Maybe that's why the psalmist said, I searched all over. I couldn't find nobody. I just got to preach it to myself right now. I couldn't find nobody, nobody that was greater, nobody greater than him. Come on. Come on. Give him some praise. When When you're in your lowest point, give him some praise. Searched all over. I couldn't find nobody. Nobody that's greater than you. For all my Bible readers out there, I want to just, I want to flesh out her situation just a little bit more. Watch this. I want to just flesh it out a little bit more. And for all my Bible readers out there, I need you to turn with me into the book. Turn with me to Leviticus 15, 28. So I want to talk about her situation really quickly here. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Turn me to Leviticus 28. 1528. excuse me. Turn with me to Leviticus 15, 28. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. The Bible says in Leviticus 15, 28. But if she be cleansed, of her issue then she shall number to herself seven days and after that she shall be clean i want you for all my bible readers i want you to circle right the the two beginning Words, Or should I say the three beginning words there Circle all three of them I want you to circle those words because they're impo- important The Bible says But If She But If She I just want to ask a question because I know it relates to my life. How many people have had some, but if, then put your name right there. But if, but if we're able to make it out of this, but if it's not cancer, it's not a sure thing, but if, the the sickness goes away. If, but if it's not HIV, but but if have you ever walked into the physician's office and they said, but if you, you're able to stick with this diet, you may. Be able to make it but if you Take these pills maybe you'll Survive this but if the divorce Doesn't go through but If the child makes it But if I'm able to make it Into the university but if I'm able to start the business but If I'm able to get the loan If uh, but if how Many people have got I know I got some But if but if But if but If But if But can I just take you a little, just a little deeper? Just a little deeper. Let me take you back to Mark. And if you have your Bibles with me, go back to Mark for me. Mark chapter 5, verse 28. And it reads, For she said, if I may touch. Mm. I want you to circle in your Bible one more time. If I may. If I may. I know you've had some but if moments in your life. I know you've had some but if, if, if it all worked out, but if it happened. But this woman, I want you to know what she did. She had a but if situation. It may work out, it may not work out. I could be cleansed, I could not be cleansed. She had definitely a but if situation in her life. But I like the fact that she noticed her but if situation and turned it into a if I situation she turned it into I know it's but if but I tell you what if I could just go ahead and touch the clothes on his garment then I'll be made whole if I could just get to the to the interview I know God can do something if I could just get to Jesus I know he can heal me if I could just get to the deliverer I know he could deliver me of the sickness if I could just get past this this, this, part, this, this place in my life I know God can deliver me from the the illness. If I could just touch him I know he can do it. I know he can do it. When we made this church Innovation Church there are a lot of people who said but if you could just get this money but if you could just get these amount of people but if you could just get this set up but if you could but you know what I love about Innovation Church you know what I love about this church the most is that we didn't listen to the but ifs in our life We listen to the If we could just get Jesus in here If we could just touch Jesus in here If we could just go where he wants us to go If we could just be what he wants us to be If we could just be obedient to his calling Then he will deliver We didn't say but if We said if we could just go with him And this is where the devotion comes in Because devotion always asks you How real are you about it baby? Because it says If you could just Not but if But if How many people got an if in their heart today How many people can feel an if When you don't have the money When you don't have the backing When you didn't shake all the right hands God says it doesn't matter Because if you can get to me I'll get you where you need to be I'll get you to your destiny I'll get you to the calling I'll get you to where you've always needed to be In my timing. Who has an if in their spirit today? Let me just preach it. Who's got an if in their spirit today? If. The woman talks about her if moments. If I could just press through, if I could just push through. She talks about the if. She talks about the if. And the writer Mark reminds us, even though she's pushing through, she's recognized her push moment. She's still got a plague. The writer Mark says, I want to remind you, she's pushing with a plague. She's pushing with a plague. Sometimes the thing that hurts us the most we gotta push with it when that mother's in the delivery room and she's in pain and she's in agony the doctor don't tell her to stop pushing he says keep Pushing, whatever you're going through today, I don't know what it is, but whatever you're going through today, I'm telling you right now, even though it has stricken you in your body, even though it has it has made you think that God can't help you, even though it has brought pain and persecution in your life, you this is still your time to push, to push, because I want to let you know today. That God didn't send the plague to hurt you or to kill you. He sent the plague to give you a warning that it's time to push. He sent the plague to tell you that now it's time for you to push. It's time for you to push. The plagues in our life are not meant to take us out of here. They're not meant for us to weep for a night and not to find joy in God's morning. The plagues that we face are here so we can know it's time to push. It's time to push, mama. It's time to push. Because after she touches Jesus, Jesus looks around and he said, who touched me? Someone has taken virtue out of me. If you're willing to push while in the midst of your pain, you'll finally be able to get God's power and you can do that fourth and final thing I told you about you can finally get to the destiny God has for your life if you are here today you've been pushing in pain pastor I don't great message but you all know the pain I've been through you don't know what I'm dealing with right now. They, they laid me off yesterday. They told me. They told me I could never make it. The doctor said I'd never make it. I only got so much left to live. I'm here to tell you. That plague didn't come to kill you. But in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the house today. There's deliverance in the house today. There is mercy in the house today. There is love in the house today. And if you're willing to push while you're in pain, you can get what God has got for you. If you're here today, I want you to lift those hands with me today and just say, Lord, Lord, I'm willing to push. I'm willing to push. I'm willing to push. I'm willing to push in the middle of my pain. push well i hope you thoroughly enjoyed this message as we did here at innovation church it's time to push again if you enjoyed this message and i hope you did we hope that you would share this message with someone else and encourage a friend or a family member most of all we would love for you to rate this message down below and don't forget to subscribe as well well, until next time, this is Pastor Jim, and, and just remember, here at Innovation Church, we love you, and your story does matter. God bless you.